Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life or creating cash with your gifts or identifying your triple helix of existing skills, natural gifts, and life experience. All of that is part of who we are, like you're a divine being, right? So am I. We came from somewhere, and you know it. When you sit quietly with this thought, you know you're meant for more, you have more possibility, and you're an infinite creator. You know that. Now, like everybody, you're full of doubt sometimes. Ooh, I don't think I can do anything with that. Oh, yuck. What about, no, not me. Last night, last night, I was working in the studio, right, on a song. It's a beautiful song, and I love it. But I didn't have very much time to work on it, and I felt frustrated. I thought, ah, never going to get this stuff done, and it's never going to build what I want to build. Now, it's, I'm recording this just before October uh, 14th of 2023 when I'm recording this. And this episode's going to go live on October 10th, so in about a week from now. But it's still before the 14th, and on the 14th, my year ends. It's over. My year uh, runs 14 to 14, October 14 to 14. Why? Because there's an amazing, miraculous story behind it. The simple reason is that's my wife's birthday, Joy. And she is my joy, and she's an angel, and a whole bunch of other things that I have talked about before in other places, but don't want to fill up this episode with. Today's about how to grow good luck. And when I think about that October 14th, my year ending, my year right now was spent creating an outreach to to touch as an audience 50 million people now that may be a big number or that may be a small number to you i don't know i don't know what you're doing and what your work is but that for me was big i started the year not having any idea how it would happen i didn't know i just did not know how to make that real and what i was trying to do was help 50 million people to to understand at a deep level who they are. So one of the things in my personal truth and commitment document is says, I am the voice. I tell stories of transformation, sing songs of inspiration, and speak words of power to help you see who you really are and create from that infinite possibility. Now, to tell stories of transformation, I read a lot, I research, I talk to a lot of people. Why? So I can share the possibilities, the stories of possibility with you. Sing songs of inspiration. It's all original stuff. I could do other people's, but I don't. I write lots of music. I have, you know, if you haven't heard any of it and you're interested, look my name up on Spotify. The two albums, three albums, four albums, actually, two full albums and two short ones that are on there. One's called Name of the Black. Ooh, Name of the Black. And that is a collection of 11 songs that has to do with the stories of the book Tightrope of Depression. 
<clears throat> and that's the first book in a trilogy. And then I wrote the second book in that trilogy called Down from the Gallows. Now, those are nonfiction books, and they tell the story of my life, struggling with depression, addictions, suicide attempts, and some divine interventions and invitations that allowed me to change. <clears throat> Down from the Gallows is after the divine intervention in 2007 that invited me to change, and it talks about, you know, the, the aspects of change and recovery and growth and possibility. And the third book in that series is going to be another year or two, probably in 2025. So, and that the, there's an album of music with that, but some of those are already out there. And so when I said two, three, four albums, the third and fourth are each only three songs, <clears throat> but they are from that third album. And the first is an EP titled Oasis <clears throat> with three songs. It's funny, I said the word EP to my cover designer the other day, and he, <clears throat> he laughed. He's old enough to remember what an EP is. I think it stand, stood for extended play. An LP was a piece of vinyl that stood for long play. EP was extended play and usually had two or three songs on it. <clears throat> so I call it an EP and he left. Because, of course, everything is MP3 these days and has nothing to do with vinyl. Anyway, so uh, uh, an EP, extended play, collection of three songs called Oasis... And then there's a second one of those, a three-song collection, called Living in the Sunshine. So those are six songs from that third album that are already released, and I'm working on the next set of three right now. I just finished mixing the first one of those. Anyway, that is part of the process that I'm going through to reach 50 million people. Now, my year of 50 million ends this October 14th which is in just a couple weeks, just a few days when this is released. So that means I'm going to declare a new goal. I am. It's important to my heart. In fact, it's the only thing I'm working on. And everything I write and every video I make, every podcast episode, every guest I interview is not about me. The guests I interview, it's about you. And if you want to be a guest, please reach out. Because if you're living that ultimate life where you believe you are living your life purpose and you're creating internal and external prosperity to whatever degree you want and you're living in joy, I want to share your story. I want to. So please reach out and, and you know, let me do that. The, the email address to reach out to is meetwithkellen at gmail.com. If you'd like to be on the show, meetwithkellen at gmail.com. Reach out and let's talk. And I, I want to help you add good to the world. I want to help you share your story because that's one of the ways... I reach more people is to help you. <clears throat> so what am I going to do on October 14th? Well, I'm going to declare a new goal, and I've already decided what it is, but I'm not going to talk about it until that date is passed, and then I'm going to talk about it a lot. <laughs> Today is growing good luck. <clears throat> now, sometimes, like if you go to a casino or you get a lottery ticket or you avoid an accident or something, you, you, know, you think about, oh, I had good luck. Good luck. Someone talks about buying low and selling high in real estate. They bought at the right time and sold at the right time, and the market was up. I just interviewed someone for the podcast the other day, and he was telling me about a house in Vancouver. He sold his house at the very right time, very high market, did really well. I also know a lot of people, as probably you do, who did the opposite, who bought at the wrong time and then 
ended up either being squeezed out because they were underwater or whatever, and they ended up selling and taking a bath. <clears throat> That's bad luck, right? So we use the word luck to in- symbolize some kind of accident, stuff I had no control over. Well, we don't have control over the real estate market. We don't have control over the weather. We don't have control over asteroids floating around, whether or not they hit the earth or whether or not we have sun flares or sunspots or magnetic storms and we don't control terrorist groups and we don't control wars and a lot of stuff we don't control. So how can I talk about creating good luck? Well, first of all, it's not luck. We use the word luck, good luck or bad luck to mean unexpected circumstance. Bad luck means unexpected circumstance that happened. I wasn't expecting it. And ooh, it sucked. Good luck means unexpected circumstance. And I wasn't expecting it. And it was like good, like a tailwind. I remember when I used to ride my bike when we lived in Phoenix, I had a morning ride that was about 17 miles and I rode it as fast as I could uh, every morning, uh, nearly every morning. I didn't on the weekends, but on the weekdays is part of my warm up for the day. That was my exercise or part of it. And I remember some days I would turn one corner and get on this one stretch that was the longest stretch. It was about four miles in a straight line, and the rest was windy through some fields and dirt roads and some paved roads. But anyway, I remember turning on this one particular corner all the time, and it was kind of empty behind me. So if there was any wind at all, you could feel it, like in your face or behind you. And I remember the feeling of turning that corner when the wind was at my back. And how good it felt. I could put it in the highest gear and that I had on the bike. And it was a kind of a mountain bike. Had like three in the three sprockets and eight. So like 24 gears, right? Put it in gear number 24 and really lay it down. <clears throat> that felt good. You know, progress happens when you have that wind at your back. Well, good luck. Uh, there are things that happen that we don't control. So if you mean luck. Stuff you can't control, sure. There's good luck, bad luck. There's events that happen. But here's the thing. you This is a whole nother episode, so we don't do this right now. But events happen. Wind, no wind. Economy, crash, rise, real estate, markets, up and down. That stuff happens. And it happens to me and you and everybody else. Illness. I just got through making two videos that are going in the bonus content for Meeting God at the Door. My book that has already been issued, but I'm issuing a brand new uh, four book set with new covers and everything for that book and the three that followed it. That's kind of my Hobbit and Lord of the Rings uh, book and trilogy. But so I just got through making a couple of videos that that go in there for the bonus content. And it talks about getting sick and dying because I died in the hospital. And, you know, that was luck. No, It was an event, and you and I, we get to decide whether those events are good or bad. Events are just events. Stuff happens. And you and I, we decide. But that isn't even what today's about. That's just a fact. Events happen, and we choose whether they're good or bad by our attitude and our thought. A thought about it. So I believe that that dying was a good event. I choose to interpret it in a positive way. I choose to interpret everything that way because I love to be in the state of perpetual joy. No, I'm not a nutcase, and no, I'm not on drugs. Perpetual joy is a choice, so I live there. Now, today's episode is specifically about growing good luck, growing good things that happen that you might not otherwise have expected, that thing that we would call luck. Now, 
Uh, there's been lots of sayings that go around about creating your own luck. And there's a saying that you've probably heard, the harder I work, the luckier I get. <clears throat> so there's an implication there that there's some action that we, that we individually can take to create fortunate events or events that seem unexpected and fortunate. Do you do that on purpose? Do you intentionally take actions that will create fortunate events? I'll bet you do. I'll bet when you see an opportunity where you think you can create a fortunate outcome for yourself, you probably do it. And I'm not talking about being crooked or taking advantage of someone. And so what I want to do now is talk about a few things that I've noticed over the years that help create those fortunate coincidences. Good luck. Okay, the first thing about it is sowing good seeds or planting good seeds. Now, we all know the story of Johnny Appleseed went around and a character that went around and planted apple trees. Well, he wasn't going to eat those apples that year, the next year, the next year. I mean, I don't know how long it takes an apple tree to grow up big enough to produce apples, but it isn't the first year or the second. And, you know, it takes a little while for that to happen. So planting seeds is an intentional choice of behavior because you choose to add good to the world. Now, planting good seeds brings you fortunate events in two ways, at least two. Maybe there's more. One is when you plant good seeds, people may or may not notice But you're creating the opportunity for blessing. And if you want to call it karma or or whatever, those acts of planting seeds, even though someone else might harvest and someone else might get the fruit and somebody else might get the goods and you don't know if you ever will, that creates two things for you. One is you feel good. It feels good to plant good seeds. It feels good to help people with no thought of reward. It feels good to be a positive influence, to mentor, to work in a youth group, to sit down with a person, whether you know them or not, to stop and talk to a person who's perhaps homeless or struggling and spend some time just loving them for a moment or a few minutes. And I have a client who, you know, did that to someone and took it to a, in fact, I have two clients, took it to another level and got them a meal and then put them up in a hotel for a night or two and motel to get them, you know, change the game for them, start them out on some positive, you know, possible positive road. And there wasn't any newspaper there and there wasn't anybody taking YouTube videos to, you know, get bonus points for my clients. It was just a a choice that they made. Those acts grow good luck. They create serendipities. They create positive outcomes. They come back to you. One, they change who you are. You feel good. And number two, and this is going to be a little woo-woo, but you actually add good to the world. And when we add good to the world, it has a positive reinforcing effect. Think about it this way. You know if there's a group of people and they add violence and negativity and hate 
speech or hate actions to the world, things get more tense, things get more negative, there's a feeling of unease. So by adding those acts of unkindness to the world, it changes it for lots of us. Well, the opposite is true. If you add good to the world, add kindness, add good words, add good deeds, you create more positivity in the world, and that reflects in acts of good luck, good fortune, positive outcomes. Maybe people see you do it. Maybe people are kindly disposed toward you. Maybe someone then chooses to do something for you because they saw who you are. All of those are different possibilities of outcomes to create good luck to come back to you. And maybe nobody sees it, no one but God. And maybe the person, you never see them again. And so maybe none of those trails that you can follow from your choices can be followed all the way around back to something to you. In fact, that's probably mostly the case, but it happens anyway. Now, the second way that this benefits you, creates good luck, is that you change. You are no longer the same person. When you repeatedly make a choice to be the guy or the gal that offers good in the world, that creates more positivity, more love, more lifting, more blessing, if you choose to be that, you change. How do you change? Well, you you look at things differently. You look for opportunities to serve. In my personal truth document, there's a statement that says, I am that I live to serve. Now, that uh, could be considered weird, but I, I choose to be that. I am that I live to serve. So that means every time I have a phone call, every time I make a podcast, every time I make another video, and I make several a day for different reasons, <clears throat> my thought isn't, how can I be cool? How can I impress you? Or whoever's watching, it is how can I serve you? How can I say something to help you realize how great, how beautiful, how blessed, how wonderful you are? How can I do that? What can I think of? How can I acknowledge you more? Your greatness, your capability, your divinity, your wonderfulness, your beautiful eyes, your, your visage that is so awesome. How can I encourage you in that way? That's what I think about. So I'm thinking about right now, trying to think of ways to help you understand how the good, your choice to create good luck by adding good to the world, and then by understanding that that kind of choice makes you a more substantive and real person, will give you the, the, the inclination, the invitation to, to go do that, to be that, to love, to bless, to serve. Why? Just because you can. Okay, so that is the first principle. Plant good seeds. Sow good seeds. Go do good stuff. My friend Joel Com used to sell T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. Said, do good stuff, you know? And I heard him give a couple of keynotes about that. Just do good stuff. Why? Because it's there. It's available. It changes who you are and it changes the world you're in. All right. Bullet or point number two is what I call watering and weeding. Well, if you plant, and I'm, yeah, I'm using a garden because I'm, or, you know, the idea of a field planting and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> when I lived in Phoenix, uh, one of the, the, the favorite grass of almost all yards is a very hardy, very irritating grass called Bermuda grass. Now, if you've had Bermuda grass in any yard, you know how hardy it is. <clears throat> you know, it can grow anywhere, including in the Phoenix heat. But you also know how 
uh, rowdy it is. It grows under driveways and through cracks and breaks cement. And it's almost impossible to get rid of if you want to not have it there where it is, right? Because the it's very difficult to break. It's really strong. And the roots go down and spread out. And they grow underground for a ways and then pop up. And it's just difficult. So there was a place on the side of the house that I wanted to plant a garden. I wanted to try to grow a garden of a vegetable, right? <clears throat> and so it was a side yard and it was about 15 feet wide or maybe a little more and about 20 or so feet long. And I wanted to clear the grass, the Bermuda grass and get it to soil. So I pulled it all up and I tilled it over and over again and, you know, planted it, tried to make a garden. And the long story short was it was really hard to keep the Bermuda grass uh, out enough so that I could grow the vegetables. Anyway, watering and weeding, watering and weeding are really important things. Watering is symbolic of providing nutrition, nourishment, needed attention. So when you plant good seeds, those can be ones that you intend to harvest or they can be random acts of goodness, like we talked about. <clears throat> Relationships are the substance of this planting good seeds when you intend to cultivate them. Now, I don't mean cultivate them so you can get some cash. Cultivate them so you can take advantage of it. This whole thing about creating good luck is not presented or in my mind thought about with, okay, I'm going to go do a bunch of good stuff and do all this stuff because then I'm going to get all this stuff out of it. It's just because you choose to be this way. Nevertheless, if you want to create good luck, meaning good fortune, then the relationships, the people you meet and the relationships you have, you need to water them and weed them. What does that mean? Well, pay attention. So part of my morning ritual, uh, which I use the acronym SPEM, Spiritual, Physical, Emotional, and Mental, the emotional piece includes all my relationships. So spiritual is prayer and meditation, and that might take a half an hour. And physical is, you know, some kind of exercise and stretching, and that might take half an hour or so. And E is emotional, and that is where I think about people in my life, from my wife to uh, my, my wife's mom who's living with us, to the folks that are living with us from Ukraine, to my clients, to prospects, to people that are neither one, and I think, how can I love them and bless them? How can I serve them? And then I intentionally do something. I'll send an email or send a text or some other communication form to do what? To lift and bless them, to acknowledge them, to let them know I'm thinking about you. I love you. I care about you. How is this going? You know, if we've talked about something, what's happening there? How can I serve you? I thought about you. Here's a piece of resource, a quote or a video or something. I thought that that might help you with whatever it is we talked about. So that is watering. Watering is also repair. Like maybe some piece of a relationship isn't where it, I want it to be. <clears throat> There's some, some friction or some struggle or some negativity. And we don't control anybody else's behavior or thoughts or feeling or spiritual journey. But I can always be there with the olive branch and with open heart and love. One possibility, if someone is mistreating me or has mistreated me, I can be angry. I'm not going to say anything until they apologize or their turn or whatever. 
there's no there's no benefit there's no upside to that approach because that leaves the air of negativity so the way i view it it's a possibility i offer this to you is always be open always be sending love either actually in messages or in your meditation sending loving kindness meditation and that's the subject of an entirely different episode it's actually true it works and it's very powerful but we're not talking about that today so watering includes nurturing repairing and growing relationships right and when i find when i do that it creates good luck it creates good outcomes it creates unexpected blessings Weeding is the process of eliminating negative stuff. Uh, We've all had relationships with people where, because of where they are on the spiritual journey, their own journey, it's not well. It's It's not doing well, and there's friction and negativity there. I'm not suggesting throwing people overboard, but I am suggesting that if, despite your continued choice to be in a place and from a place of love, If someone is negative, you don't have to go swim in the mud. You don't have to go constantly be in a place where there's negative stuff. And so for a time, you might need to reduce or eliminate that conversation. Staying open and loving. So weeding out. And it's not just people. Maybe you have sets of activities. Maybe you spend a lot of time surfing the Internet. Maybe you have some struggles spending too much money or watching stuff that's not uplifting. Or wasting a lot of time. Weeding that stuff out creates good luck. You know why? Here's why. And this is the crux of all this. It fills your life with the positive energy, the celestial energy, the energy of love. Love is the creative energy. Fear, negativity, anger, hate, that's the destructive energy. When you fill your life with positive energy by planting good seeds, watering, and weeding and keep your life more and more full, good luck comes. Good events, positive circumstance come. They come because your life is full of light and love. So even if you're struggling, if you make a choice to be full of light and love, you'll have good luck. Now, as a perfect example, Viktor Frankl wrote this book, Man's Search for Meaning. You probably know this, but he was a concentration camp occupant during World War II and tortured and struggled and His comment was he noticed that some people in that circumstance were beat down and suffered and and died and whatever, and others chose, even in the same room, same bunks, to go around and offer hope, succor, S-U-C-C-O-R, which means subsistence, sustenance, positive vibes, to others, shared the little food they had and did that. Why? Because they felt like it, because they chose to be the source of light. So that's the second thing, watering and weeding. And the third and last way to create good luck, positive, fortuitous circumstances, is to share your harvest. Now, all the way through life, maybe every day, maybe every week, you're planting and harvesting. Planting seeds if you're running a business or if you're creating relationships, harvesting the fruits. If you have clients, I have clients because I'm a coach, but if you have a job, You have output, you have annual reviews, you have, you know, all kinds of things that happen that are your harvest. Now, if the harvest is not good, uh, then you do whatever you need to 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 improve the harvest for next year. But often there is a harvest. 
And even if the harvest isn't the size you wanted, here is the trick. Share your harvest. Choose to be positive about it. Even if it wasn't what you wished or wanted, choose, choose it and share it. Why? Again, because it brings love and light into your being, into your body, and into your relationships. And your being is your spirit, and your body is your body. It heals your body. It lifts your spirit. It makes you and me a more substantive person. So whatever it is that you have, small or large, choose to share it. Choose to be the person that does that. Now, you could say, but I need it all. Well, okay. Then you, you, you've made a choice that in your view, you need it all, and that will subtract one of the things you or I can do to create good luck. So here's what I've noticed, and I'm not saying these are the only things, but if you want to create good luck, fortunate circumstance, serendipity, plant good seeds on purpose. Water, which means nurture, pay attention to, and, you know, repair if you need to, but pay attention to people and things. Weed, which means prune situations, people, activities, habits, language out of your life that's not good. Self-talk that's negative, all that stuff. And all those are topics for a whole episode. But prune them, get rid of them, get a coach, get help. Make an intentional effort to get rid of the negative influences and then make a choice to share your harvest, big or small, share it. I can promise you because I have personal experience in my life, lots and lots and lots of it, years, decades now. Well, not decades, plural. It's been 16 years since 2007 since everything changed. So 16 years, decade and a half plus of experimenting with that and I promise it works. And I can also promise that it will help you create the life you want. Now, again, I extend an invitation. I'd love to share your story, your story of transformation, your story of growth, your observations about possibility. If there's a way that I can do that for you, the the email address to reach out to is meetwithkellen at gmail.com, meetwithkellen at gmail.com. I can promise also without hesitation or the slightest reservation that if you move forward and do these things and the things that occur to you from your own intuition, that you'll be able to create a life, a purpose, prosperity, and joy where you love every day and every minute. And I call that living your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on the